What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Anchor Down Leadership Podcast. I'm Dustin Mills, your host, founder, Anchor Down Leadership, LLC, as well as the head football coach at James M. Bennett High School in Salisbury, Maryland. As always, I want to thank you for taking the time out of your day to watch or listen to this uh, podcast. I really appreciate you guys uh, taking time out of your day to listen to some things I have to say that are hopefully helping. Um, you know, sometimes when you do these videos, when, you, when you, you, you have these ideas, right, you put stuff out there and you go, well, is, is it really helping anybody? And at the end of the day, I hope it is, but I'm going to keep doing it simply because I enjoy talking about it. So, um, you know, hopefully we can get something out of this together. What is Anchor Down Leadership? Anchor Down Leadership is a uh, values-based organization to create 21st century leaders and focused on creating value-based leaders, not just the top leaders, but creating leaders from the top down all the way throughout your organization. Uh, we believe in setting positive culture, and we believe that starts with leadership. Um, you know, we were willing to help with those things. Should that be something that you or your organization is interested in? Um, so today, we're going to talk about two different things. The first thing we're going to talk about is we're going to talk about problem solving. Yeah, we're going to talk about problem solving and how as a leader, what are some things we can do as problem solvers to make things work better. And the second thing we're going to talk about is decision making, uh, arguably maybe the most important leadership skill. Uh, I don't say trait necessarily. I believe decision making is more of a skill. Um, but, you know, we've all been around leaders who are good decision makers. We've been around leaders who are poor decision makers. Uh, and I think we all know of those two, which one we'd rather follow. Uh, so the first one, right? Let's talk about problem solving. So problem solving is one of the most essential skills we can have as a leader. Every day we are faced with some sort of problem solving, whether it is dealing with personnel, whether it is dealing with uh, organization, whether it is dealing with uh, application, um, whatever it is, there's usually some sort of problem solving, right? You know, people think when, when you're a coach that game day is when you do your problem solving. I'm a firm believer that I don't want to solve problems on game day. The only problems I'm solving is based upon what's going on in the game, right? Uh, I want to solve all the other problems throughout the week. Um, game day, in my opinion, should be the easiest day of the week as far as coaching goes. Uh, that's the day we get to enjoy the fruits of our labor. Uh, we get to enjoy the fun part of our job, so to speak. Um, you know, I think a lot of coaches and leaders would agree with that when you're actually in the middle of doing the activity your organization is created for, that's easy. That's fun. It's when you're behind the scenes or leading up to that, um, you know, say you're a wedding planner, right? Uh, you run a wedding planning organization. When the wedding actually goes off, at that point, you've probably pretty much planned everything out and it's just, all right, here we go. But you better believe all that time leading up to that can get a little stressful, right? Anybody who's ever been married knows how involved the wedding can be. Um, but yeah, so, you know, I'm speaking from the perspective of a coach, but I think this applies to a lot of people. All right. So we're talking about problem solving, right? And the number one key that I can give you when it comes to problem solving is this. Keep it simple. Keep it simple. Um, there is a, uh, a theory out there called Occam's razor. Uh, hopefully I'm pronouncing that right. But the idea is that you take the razor and you slice it and the simplest solution is usually your best solution. And for years, I didn't quite understand that. For years, you know, that didn't make a whole lot of sense to me as I've gotten older and my, my aged old wisdom at the ripe old age of almost 36, um, you know, but I've been coaching for about 15 years now. 
Um, you know, and I've learned a lot through that time. And one of that is that usually whatever the simplest solution is, that's probably the best solution. We'll talk about why here in a second, right? Uh, but I really learned this from, of all people, auto mechanics. A good buddy of mine is a former uh, auto mechanic. He's now a state police detective because those two jobs tend to go together, right? But um, no, he's a former auto mechanic and we were working on my car one day and I can't remember what was wrong with it. I've had some pretty junky cars in my life, not so much now. Um, but we were working on the car and he's like, well, this could be wrong, this could be wrong, and this could be wrong, but we're gonna fix the easiest thing first. Makes sense. If you fix the easiest thing and that doesn't solve the problem, then you move on to the next easiest thing and then the next easiest thing until you finally solve the problem. And I thought about it, I said, you know, that really applies to leadership. That really applies to what we do day in and day out as coaches and as leaders. You know, a lot of times we want to try and solve everything at the same time, right? We want to try and whatever the issue might be, whatever the problem might be, we want to solve it all right then. And sometimes we come with these really, really complicated, um, you know, this, we come up with these really, really complicated solutions to things that sometimes the cure is worse than the disease. You know, um, you know, case in point, maybe our, our offensive game plan didn't go as we wanted it to on, you know, Friday night on game day. And instead of saying, well, what's the easiest thing to fix? We say, let's throw the baby out with the bathwater. Let's scrap it and start from, from start fresh. How much harder is it to reimagine yourself in six days versus just changing one or two things? I mean, it seems simple when you think about it. It seems obvious. Like, well, obviously I would just make adjustments. But I see a lot of coaches not do this, right? Now, the successful coaches I know, that's what they do, Right. They say, well, instead of fixing everything, what are the easiest things we can fix to make ourselves better? And, you know, once we do that, oh, it's an easy fix, easy adjustment. We move on and we become better. But I see a lot of coaches, and, I, and I, I've done this myself. So this is through learning experience, right? Where we just, you know, okay, let's, let's do all this. Let's overhaul everything. And then by the time we get to the next game, everybody's confused, including the play callers, the players, whatever it might be. And we end up playing worse. We end up being worse off, you know? So whatever the problem might be, seek the simplest solution, right? If your company's not hitting your sales goals, it's easy to say, well, we need to hire better salespeople or, you know, we need to scrap our sales plan and come up with something new. But is that really going to solve the problem? Maybe it's something simpler that you can fix. And if it's not that, then you fix the next simplest thing, right? It, it, football wise, if I've got a, a left guard who is not blocking well, maybe I replace him. Okay. Okay. It wasn't the left guard's fault. Okay. Now maybe we need to look at adjusting the center, replacing the center. Boom. All right. Maybe it's, it's the tackle. Maybe it's the tight, whatever. I don't change my entire starting 11, but I might substitute one or two players, right? Because that's the easiest thing to change. I don't want to overhaul everything right? Uh, the same thing goes uh, character-wise. The same thing goes with, with values and, and the culture of your program, right? If the kids in your program aren't doing something the way you want them to do it, then maybe you don't need to overhaul your whole cultural system. You don't need to overhaul all your values. Maybe just reinforcing certain ones or changing one to mean something else will make all the difference, right? We don't need to reinvent ourselves every time we're faced with a problem every time we're faced with a difficulty, 
We just need to find the simplest solution, knock that out, and see where that takes us. If that doesn't work, then we seek the next simplest solution. It's a step-by-step -step process. Problem solving is not uh, an instant gratification thing, right? In my opinion, problem solving is a delayed gratification activity. You may not know the problem is solved until days, weeks, months down the road, right? Uh, you know, it might apply in our relationships. Maybe we're not getting along with somebody. Maybe, uh, you know, we're not getting along with an ex or, you know, with our current significant other. Maybe we're not getting along with the other coaches on our staff or the other managers in our organization. A lot of times that stuff can be solved with the easiest solution, which is to communicate, right? Which is to go talk to them and say, hey, what's up? Why aren't we getting along? What are the issues that we're having? Instead, what happens as individuals, what we do, well, I just don't like them. They don't like me, so I don't like them, so I'm just not going to talk to them, all right? Or whatever it might be, and that makes the situation much, much worse than if we had just done the easiest thing, which was to go talk to them, right? So, you know, there's a lot more to talk about with problem solving, um, you know, but again, at the end of the day, start with the simplest solution. Don't try and overhaul everything. Don't try and make significant changes immediately. Start simple. F fix the simplest thing first. If that doesn't work, then move on to the next thing. If that doesn't work, then you move on to the next thing. It goes back to everything we've talked about previously with having a process-oriented mindset, right? If we believe in the process, problem solving is also a process. It's not an outcome, right? And it's going to take time to effectively solve a problem, but we're going to start simple and build from there. We're not going to try and solve the entire problem at one time because that's just not practical. And that's just something that's not going to be in our best interest as leaders. Because anytime we make drastic changes, we have the vision and we know what we want to do, but we have to relay that to the people underneath of us, our assistant coaches, our players, our, our managers, our employees, whatever it might be. And when we've taught them one thing up to this point, and now we're saying, well, forget everything we've taught you. We're going to teach you something new. That's going to take a long time. That's part of, you know, how learning doesn't work, right? We can't expect people to learn an entire new system in a short amount of time. If it took that long to teach them what we already have taught them, it's going to take the same amount of time to teach them something new. And if we expect things to immediately be better by overhauling our entire system, then we're probably not looking at success anytime in the near future. And we're probably not looking at success really anytime for quite a while because it's going to take a while to understand and learn these new systems and learn the new philosophies and whatever it might be. So start simple, right? That's my number one thing about problem solving. Start simple and work from there. Listen to your auto mechanic. Solve the simplest thing first. If that doesn't work, fix the next simplest thing. If that doesn't work, you keep moving on until the problem is solved. Trust me, it works. Second, we're going to talk about decision making. Okay, decision making. Decision making, as I said in the intro, in my opinion, is probably the most or one of the most important skills we can have as leaders. One of the things that I see a lot of people run into is what I call paralysis by analysis. They overthink the decision. They overthink what's going to happen if they make a decision, right? And we do this all the time. Uh, you know, I got to go do this family. It's going to be miserable. I don't want to spend time with these people. We don't get along or they're completely different. Me, you know, they, we don't have the same interests and we think something's going to be bad and that ends up being pretty good. Same thing happens in our decision-making, right? We think, man, if I make this decision and it doesn't work out, I could be in trouble. Or if I do this and then this happens and then this happens, we could be in trouble. 
And a lot of times we build the outcome of our decisions up to be worse than they ever will be. And that gives us what we call paralysis by analysis. When we're faced with a bunch of different decisions, so we make no, no decision. And I firmly believe, and I know there's people who argue this with me, but I firmly believe a bad decision is better than no decision. At least when you make a bad decision, you can adjust and get things back to being right. When you make no decision and you have that paralysis by analysis, everything around you keeps going and you're stuck. When you don't make a decision, you're stuck. A bad decision at least puts you in a direction that you can adjust your course and come back. No decision leaves you stuck right there in the mud. And that's a bad place to be as a leader. Why is that a bad place to be as a leader? Because when you do that, the people underneath you, right? And that's our number one thing as leaders is we got to take care of the people underneath of us. The people that are following you, the people underneath you, they don't know what to do. And then they start to doubt you as a leader. And that leads to some much bigger issues, right? So again, I firmly believe that a bad decision is better than no decision. So when you're faced with paralysis by analysis, just make a decision. I promise you, the outcome will not be as bad as you think it will be. Also, you make that decision. You for, turns out it was the wrong decision. You can adjust and make up for it later. You don't have to dwell on that bad decision. But if you make no decision, you don't have anywhere to go, but everything else will keep going by you. What are some ways we can learn to make good decisions, right? Um, that's obviously, yes, a bad decision is better than no decision, but a good de decision is really what we're, what we're going for. Let's, let's not kid ourselves. We don't want to make bad decisions. We want to make good decisions. So what can we do to make good decisions? Um, there, there's a couple of things that you can do to become a good decision maker, in my opinion. Uh, the first thing you can do is always remember your core values and let that be the, the, uh, the lodestone or the compass for your decision making. If every decision you make circles back to those core values, you will never be wrong. Maybe the outcome of that decision won't be great, but you can always go back to say, this is what we believe in, and this is what we're going to stick to. And it may not work out sometimes, but remember, the whole point of having core values and having core philosophies is you're in it for the process. You're in it for the long term. So maybe in that instance, sticking to your core values cause something bad to happen. But I firmly believe if you stick to those core values and those principles, more good things are going to happen than bad things. It's, it's a false assumption to think we're always going to make the best decisions. And it's a false assumption to think that things are always going to go in our favor when we stick to our core principles. Why Bad things happen, right? But if you stick to those guiding principles, you stick to those core values, you stick to what matters in your culture, more good things are going to happen than bad things. And you have to understand that. So when it comes time to make a decision, you keep that in mind. And you say, what are my core values? What is the What are the core values of, our organiz of my organization? All right. And let that dictate the decisions you make um, and what you do. You know, whether it's an in-game decision, whether it's a personnel decision, whether it's a philo philosophical decision, maybe it's time to, to let a coach go. Maybe it's time to hire a new coach. Maybe you need to demote a coach. You, maybe you need to bench a player, you know, whatever it might be. Those are tough decisions, but if you stick to your core values, it's going to work out more often than it doesn't. The second thing I can tell you about decision-making is this. Pre-think your decisions, all right? Now, obviously, we can't account for everything. That's impossible. Random things happen to us, right? Events happen to us, and all we control is our response, um, 
you know, Tim and Brian Kite have done a, a wonderful job preaching this, this E plus R equals O, right? Events plus response equal outcome. We want positive outcome. We can't control the events happening to us. We can only control our response, which is decision-making, right? But we may not be able to control the events, but we can think about the events before they happen, right? I know that after I score a touchdown, we get an extra point, right? We get to either kick for one or we get to go for two. And how many times do you see you're watching a, a football game on TV, the game's close, it comes down to it, and they say, well, will he go for two or will he kick the extra point and, and play for overtime? And you see these coaches, oh, what do we do, what do we do, what do we do? If you think that decision through before you ever get there and you settle on a philosophy, you settle on a decision, you just make it and go. Does it always work out? No. But I assure you, the ability to make that decision will help you sleep better at night and will make you a better decision maker. And the people, your players, will know, hey, that's his decision. He's stuck by it. We we have faith in him, you know, because you're telling them, hey, I believe in you. Let's go make it happen, you know. Um, so pre-think your decisions. You know, maybe you've got a, a big sales client coming up and you're prepared to uh, offer them a couple different options, and but maybe they're going to come back and say, hey, well, we, what if we do this? What if we do that? If you think about the various options that they can they can come back with, it'll allow you to have a response ready. You know, your client says, hey, can we do this? And it's different than anything you've done, but you've thought it through. You say, yeah, absolutely, no problem. Or no, we can't do that, right? Um, you know, so pre-think your decisions as much as possible. Once you've been in this game long enough, I say game, I mean, really, it's whatever you're doing. I say game because of football coaching. Um, but, you know, once you've been in whatever it is you do long enough, sure, things are not predictable, but a lot of things happen the same way, right? There's certain systems and certain routines and certain patterns to the way things happen, whatever it is you've chosen to be involved in. And once you know those patterns, Think through those patterns. Say, okay, this is kind of the flow of things. This is how it usually goes. So I might have to face a decision here, decision here, decision here, whatever it might be. So I know if this happens, I'm doing this. If this happens, I'm doing this. I promise you, and I know this about myself, if my team's ever in a position to play for a tie or win the game going for two, we are going for two 100% of the time. Not because, you know, I have some, some great passion to say we need to make a statement or something like that. Because that's just the decision I've made. All right, that's what I firmly believe in. You know, I have a different philosophy about going for it on fourth down. You know, I have decided we will go for it on fourth down north of 80% of the time. In the times we won't go for it, I've already thought through those situations. I have a chart I've made myself saying this is when we go for it, this is when we do something else. Again, I'm not saying that to say that, you know, well, you know, I, I know better than other people. I've just decided that's what's best for our team. And that's the decision I'm going to make. That decision's already preloaded for me, so to speak. So when it happens, I just say, hey, here's what we're doing. I don't have to say, well, what do we do? I don't have to look at my, you know, my, my coach and say, well, what should we do? This is what we're doing. That gives me peace of mind. It gives my assistant coaches peace of mind because they know what to expect. And it gives my players peace of mind because they know what to expect. And as a leader, that's a huge thing. When people know what you're going to do, right, when they know that that's your philosophy, it leads to increased buy-in, right? They know, hey, coach is going to make this decision. We gotta, we gotta hold up our end, right? Uh, we've got to take care of business because this is what we do, and it becomes part of your culture, becomes part of your identity. When you pre-think those decisions and say, this is what we do in this circumstance, it makes things so much easier, and it takes a sense 
it gives you a sense of relief and takes a huge burden of stress off your back. Why? Because you've pre-thought those decisions. Now, again, you can't pre-think everything. There's always going to be unpredictable situations that we can never experience, that we can never think our way through. So how do we handle those? Well, kind of goes back to what I said at the beginning is stick to your core values. That would be the first thing I would tell you. But two, I would tell you, make the decision within 30 seconds. Pick something. Pick a de- make a decision. And again, because I firmly believe that even if it's wrong, you'll be able to adjust and make up for it. Maybe not right then, but sometime in the near future or the next game or in practice or, you know, in, in the sales conference or, you know, at work on Monday in your, your management meeting or whatever it is, you will have time to make up for it, adjust and adapt because that's part of process-based thinking, right? Which we've talked about before. The trouble becomes when you don't adjust when you make a bad decision. But I've talked about this before, right? I firmly believe that given the opportunity, humans and leaders know the right decision the vast majority of the time. They know what they should do, but for whatever reason, that paralysis by analysis kicks in and they say, well, if I do that, then this might happen. And then they think through everything and then all of a sudden they're not making the decision they think is right. I don't want to say trust your gut because, you know, but trust your skills, trust your experience, trust what you've done up to that point and what you've learned because you'll innately be able to make the right decision most of the time, most of the time. When you do that and you say, hey, this is what I do. You know, this is what I've learned. This is what I think. This is how I feel. Let's make the decision and go with it. It's amazing how often it will turn out right more times than it turns out wrong. Usually when we make wrong decisions, it's because we've overthought them. And we say, well, there's no way my instincts could be right. There's no way my gut could have been right. But reality, what is gut? What is instinct? It's an, a, a, it's, a, it's a total of your experience, your knowledge, and your abilities. So why don't you bet on yourself? Bet on yourself and trust your instincts. Trust what your gut says because that's probably going to be the right decision. And if not, adjust, adapt, and overcome. Redivert the path back to the path of success. It's okay to make a bad decision. That's, that's I'll leave you with this. And that's something I don't know if everybody necessarily believes in, but I do. It's okay to make a bad decision. Why? Because that's how we learn, right? I've talked about this before. My son is almost one and a half and he falls down a lot. He trips and falls a lot. You know what he does? He gets back up and he doesn't trip and fall at that spot anymore, right? Because he has to deal with a negative in order to learn from it and become better at what he's doing. The same thing applies to leadership. It's okay to make a bad decision. Why? Because you will learn. And more importantly, not only will you learn, the leaders underneath you that you are mentoring will learn as well. And that's a key part of this. Remember, we are always growing the next generation of leaders. So when we make a mistake and we learn from it, we now have the opportunity to show that to the people and say, listen, this is a mistake I made. You know, Admit it, but here's what we're going to do to make it better. And teach them it's okay to make mistakes. It's okay to make a bad decision. What's not okay is to let it linger. What's not okay is to say, well, I just made a bad decision. We're moving on. No, you need to understand why you made a bad decision, fix it, and make it better. 
but it's okay to make a bad decision. It's okay to make the wrong decision. I firmly believe if you trust your gut and you trust your instincts, you're going to make the right decision the vast majority of the time. But even if you do make a bad decision, it's okay, man. It's totally cool. Learn from it, adapt, get back on the path of success. Don't repeat it, right? That's the growth process. That's learning process. That's process-based thinking, which is what we're trying to focus on, right? Which we're trying to all become. Hopefully this has helped you guys a little bit, right? We talked about um, decision-making for quite a while. Um, you know, we talked about, I don't even remember, got so busy on the, on the decision-making. Um, you know, <laughs> so we talked about a lot in this episode. We talked about a lot. Um, if you have any questions or you want to talk more about this, because I know this is kind of a strange concept, right? This is kind of a strange concept. Um, oh, problem solving. Yes, yeah, we talked about problem solving and decision making. Oh my gosh, look at that. I'm getting old, right? So we talked about problem solving and decision making. If you want to talk about those things, I would love to talk about those things because I think those are two skills that a vast one, that leaders have to have. And I believe it's a skill that a lot of leaders struggle with. They're skills that a lot of leaders struggle with because they're so worried, so worried about making the wrong decision, all right? Or they're so fixated on solving the problem immediately. Let's talk about those things. Get up with me. I'll, my contact information will be there on the screen for those of you watching. For those of you listening, uh, you can find me on Twitter at Dustin W. Mills or uh, Anchor Down Leadership. I'm sorry, AD underscore leadership. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at AD underscore leadership or at Dustin W. Mills. Theme here, right? Uh, our website is anchordownleadership.com, or you can shoot me an email at dustin at anchordownleadership.com or info at anchordownleadership.com. I would love to talk to you guys about this. I would love to work with you as a coach, to work with you as a business owner, work with your organization, whatever it might be, even if it's just having a conversation, right? I love having conversations with coaches from all over, hearing their philosophies, hearing what they do. I would love to have those conversations with you guys. So please get up with me. Um, I appreciate you guys, again, taking time out of your day to, to listen to me ramble a little bit about uh, problem solving and decision making. I won't forget it again. All right. Um, just remember, as always, always push the status quo. Keep finding ways to make yourself better and anchor down to your core values when it matters. Have a great week, everybody, and I'll talk to you later.